Brother, help me! Shocking literally no one, I have yet again been betrayed by my brother. But you know what, I'm okay with that, because it gives me a chance to just rant about something that there's no way that he would sit here and listen to me rant about, and that's fun. It's just me and you sitting here, just a couple of buddies, a couple of friends, and boy, do I have a doozy for you this time. And this time I'm not, you know, being ravaged in the brain with the coronavirus, that dreaded thing. So I should be a little more concise, maybe not as concise as I should be, but you'll bear with me. And uh, so anyway, yeah, this episode is sort of in response to the news that Breath of the Wild 2 has been pushed back to 2023. And, you know, I'm still convinced it'll never happen because, you know, I can't be happy. But um, anyway... In longing for that game, in anticipation for that game, I've decided to try to compile what would my dream game be story-wise. Because for me, story is the most important part of the game. Well, at least, yeah, probably. And it's the one thing that, of of everything, I think Breath of the Wild, even though it had a good story, maybe the impl- implementation of that story wasn't exactly ideal. And so I've decided to highlight here for you in this very special episode of Oh Brother, Let's Talk Now, my outline for what I would want the story to be for the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And to get it started, you know, what would I call it? Right? What would I call this new sequel? The uh, Amora has said that, and I hope I'm saying that right, has said that the title hasn't been revealed yet because it could be a spoiler for the game, and I, I guess that could be true, or maybe it'll be like in-game where they were like, oh, we can't reveal the title because it'll give away too much, and then it was just, everyone was like, is it in-game? And they're like, no, and it was in-game. So anyway, uh, I would title this game, and bear with me please, I went through so many titles, I even consulted my brother-in-law, so a brother was talked to for this podcast, and I have come to the conclusion that I would want it to be called Legend of Zelda forge of fate or the forge of fate whatever you want to call it and yeah so so you'll see why later hopefully so i imagine this picks up two years after breath of the wild making the canonically oldest link in zelda even more canonically old and the game would start with zelda and link at the rebuilt hyrule castle looking down at the newly constructed castle town Zelda tells Link all about how she can hardly believe that things are finally about to go back to how they were before the Calamity. They have planned this big ceremony to celebrate the reconstruction. People from all over Hyrule are coming to be a part of it. So to make sure this video isn't like 3,000 hours long, uh, we may skip around a little bit and we'll just do that right here. So we'll fast forward to the day of that ceremony. And right as Zelda is about to finish giving a speech the event, massive blasts of energy are seen coming from all over Hyrule with the biggest one seeming to come from directly under the castle itself. Link and Zelda discover a secret pathway and decide to trek down it to discover the source of the unknown energy. And this is where I picture that scene from all the trailers with the decayed Ganondorf playing out, you know. Ganondorf would fly toward Zelda only to have Link leap between them. He swings the Master Sword to fend off the attack only for Ganondorf to catch it in his hands. The cursed Gerudo King channels all of his dark energy into the blade, shattering it, like we've seen. 
and this dark energy also travels up Link's arm, giving it the cursed appearance we've seen in the promotional material and stuff. Ganondorf then discards Link and starts to drain the magic from Zelda. We see that this is starting to give Ganon back some of his previous form. Before Ganondorf can put an end to either of them, a mysterious force sweeps them away, launching Link skyward and Zelda out into the wilds of Hyrule. Ganondorf steps out into the open air, tasting freedom for the first time in centuries. He holds out his hand and lifts Hyrule Castle up into the sky. The screen fades to black as we hear a broken voice softly calling out, Link, Link. Link wakes up in tattered clothes, his hair looking freaking awesome like we've seen from the gameplay. Upon awakening, he draws the Master Sword only to find it terribly broken from Ganondorf's attack. Link decides to try and get an idea of his surroundings. He's in a strange sky temple that will serve as the game's first dungeon, and that's right, you heard me, dungeon, because come on, man. The first Breath of the Wild is amazing, the uh, Divine Beasts are cool, they had some cool mechanics, but they're not dungeons, and Zelda needs dungeons, dude. Like, Breath of the Wild was this amazing leap forward, and I think this could be the next step. Like, imagine dungeons in that open world. Anyway, all throughout this Sky Temple, Link will continue to hear that shattered voice guiding him through to the outside. Upon escaping the temple, he will come out to see a beautiful sky world filled with floating islands as far as the eye can see. But before he can truly take in its beauty, he will be ambushed by a dark, dragon-like creature. I'm picturing it looking a lot like it's made of the same energy that Calamity Ganon was in Breath of the Wild. You'll start by trying to escape the dragon on foot, but quickly realize that it's no use. Looking like there's nowhere left to go, Link will draw the Master Sword, ready to at least try and slay the beast. That voice will return at this point and tell him that he needs to jump and reach out to his surroundings. Link will shake his head in protest before the voice simply says to trust her. So as he dives over the edge of the floating island, we will zoom in on his face, eyes clenched shut in fear, before zooming out to see that Link has been caught by a crimson loft wing. That's right, baby. Skyward Sword representation. We will then like maneuver the Loftwing through a series of islands until we lose that Blight Dragon. Once again, kind of speed things up a little bit, Link discovers that when Ganondorf shattered the Master Sword that the shards were scattered throughout these lands above the clouds. He'll need to collect them all before he can bring them to the Forge of Fate, see what I did there? The place where the Master Sword was first created, back when it was the Goddess Sword. This will make up the bulk of Link's journey and will take place entirely in this new open world above the clouds. But this one isn't like the one in Skyward Sword. Each floating island will be full of secrets, and a few of them will even have full-fledged dungeons on them. These dungeons will contain the shards of the Master Sword. Link will use the Crimson Loftwing as a mount to get him around this new map. And I just love picturing that, you know, the idea of this, this taking this mechanic from Skyward Sword, but kind of beefing it up, not using the motion control, not using the motion controls, even though they never really bothered me, and just kind of, I think it'd be a, be amazing to have this giant world just made up of separate islands with temples on them and dungeons and, you know, different things like that. But I can hear you now. Jacob, what the heck? Hyrule was such an important part of Breath of the Wild and it would be downright treason to not bring it back for this game. This is why no one likes you and you will die alone in a lake deep in the wilderness of the mountains you once called home. To that I'll say, well, that's pretty extreme, fella. You should probably see a professional about all that anger. And then I'd say, you're right. There's no way we could lose that open world from the first game. Luckily, Link's quest will only be half the story, because I think it's about time this legend got a whole heaping pile of Zelda. That's right, folks, because while Link is dealing with his whole thing above the clouds, I think everyone's favorite Nintendo princess, Suck It Peach, should be dealing with her own adventure on the surface. After Link claims his first shard, we would shift perspectives as Zelda wakes up in a familiar location, Impa's house in Kakariko Village. 
and Bent informs Zelda that Ganondorf has taken over the castle and Link is nowhere to be seen. This could be a good spot to have Impa tell the story of Ganondorf's fall and how a previous incarnation of the goddess's chosen hero seals him away beneath Hyrule Castle. Zelda says that she can't sit by and watch as this monster destroys what they have worked so hard to rebuild. Impa warns her that to try and challenge him now would be an almost certain failure. She can see that Zelda has lost most of her strength. Zelda says there must be a way to regain it and Impa tells her to seek out the springs of wisdom, power, and courage as she did before. Only then can she regain the power she has lost. This will be Zelda's half of the game. I think having her be the one to spend most of the time in Hyrule will give the open world a fresh experience without having to change too much about what made the first one so special. Like obviously you want to change it up a little bit, show some of that growth in the two years, make the cities maybe a little larger, a little more bustling, uh, you know, maybe even some smaller towns between them, have more like integration between the races since you know that presumably it's become more safe to traverse the land since they took out the Calamity. But anyway, back to the story. Upon arriving at the spring, she will unlock an entrance to a temple hidden within them. These will serve as kind of her dungeon, so like every time she goes to one of these springs of courage or wisdom or power, she unlocks a new dungeon to go into, and you know, that that's where she would she would play differently from Link, where Link is more of like a you know, how we saw him in Breath of the Wild one with like the swords and weapons and tools and the Sheikah Slate and everything. Or maybe if you wanted to go true old school, have Link not even use the Sheikah Slate. He has items like traditional bombs and arrows that he has to discover in like the ruins above the in the sky world and let Zelda have the Sheikah Slate. So she has access to those tools as well as give her maybe some access to the, a little bit of the magic we saw her use before that power was drained by Ganondorf. So that way she plays differently from Link, but not too differently where it just feels jarring. But I think really the best way to handle gameplay would be to kind of alternate between the two characters after completing a dungeon. So kind of something like, you know, for like a rough outline, I'm picturing like the first dungeon would be like a sky temple, the one with Link that we talked about earlier. And then Zelda would do like a foresty kind of temple where she went to the first spring and then back to Link to do like a water temple and then back to Zelda to do like a fire temple and then at that point, Link could go to the Forge of Fate after collecting enough shards and then do like a shadow temple and a light temple and end it all at Ganondorf's castle. Okay, so just to make sure I don't like bore you all to tears, I'm going to speed run this last part of the story. I think it's pretty clear that Link's cursed arm is a reference to Ashitaka and Princess Mononoke. So I think it'd be awesome to see the darkness spreading up it, kind of giving the whole story like a bigger sense of urgency. Like if they don't stop Ganondorf and reverse what he did to Link, that the darkness might fully consume him and who knows what will even happen then. But anyway, after reforging the Master Sword at the Forge of Fate, Link will discover that the voice he was hearing all along was none other than Fi, or Fee, or whatever you want to call her, I think it's Fi. She will tell Link that she always knew that they would meet again, that while he may be in a different body, the courage of Hylia's hero is unmistakable. I just really want this game to show us like how great of a character Fi can be and redeem her from the unfair view a lot of the fan base have of her. And I think like nobody can even argue that that moment is so beautiful, where she says goodbye to Link and she locks herself away in the Master Sword, kind of hoping that they'll see each other again. And to have that moment, even like across centuries, like, you know, from the beginning of the timeline to to here, the end of the timeline, seeing them reunite. And you could, like, man, if you wanted to go really far out with it, you could have like a moment where like, she kind of sees Skyward Sword Link, like, kind of within Breath of the Wild Link for a second, and she kind of smiles. Like, I think that'd be amazing. But, you know, reforging the sword also means Link can return to Hyrule and help Zelda in the Shadow Temple, because I could 
kind of picture her being there. And after this, the pair finished the rest of the journey together, allowing you to freely swap between characters with a, like a simple button press or something. I really think this will work wonders in like showing us these two interacting with each other. Because currently I think Skyward Sword has the greatest Link Zelda relationship, but if they could pull this off, like having having these two journey the rest of the way together and like interact and show how they've grown. And you know, obviously Link doesn't have to talk, but just Zelda carrying the heavy weight of the dialogue. I think that they could even top Skyward Sword. Like, dare I say, they could top that relationship in Skyward Sword. Also, like, for those of you worried about, well, how will the open world work with a companion? Like, it's blah, 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 blah. I'm sure if anybody, Nintendo, the guys who, like, laid the groundwork for Elden Ring with Breath of the Wild, I think they could figure out a way to make a companion not be like a drag in an open world. I also think like so you don't lose the the open worldness of of the sky world above. Have it where like Link can find these statues, like bird statues even, and transport himself back to, up to that open world at any point so you can visit that. And you can even make that where that's an area that only Link can access. So that way you know you don't have to explain why Zelda's up there and he can take the Crimson Loft wing and fly around. Like dude just I'm just picturing that like just flying that crimson loft wing all, all along these flying islands and just really making the most of that promise from Skyward Sword. But to really fast forward, the final dungeon will be Ganondorf's castle and will end with an epic battle against the evil king. I kind of picture you'll be alternating between Link and Zelda throughout the fight before Link delivers the final blow to Ganondorf, saving all of Hyrule as the hero. I know I could probably flesh this out a little more and I would seriously love to do that, but for now I think that's a good enough overview of what I want that will 100% for sure never ever happen. So, you know, just, just indulge me in that much. Some, some quick thoughts before I wrap this part up, like this written down part. If you haven't noticed, which I'm sure you have because it doesn't sound as natural. I've been reading all of this from like notes that I've taken about what I would want to happen because I don't try. Uh, the Spider-Man one was like ad-libbed and I just don't think it worked out as well. So, um, anyway, the last like little dots I have here before you get more into like the free form kind of discussion part maybe is that I know there's a lot of callbacks to Skyward Sword in this, but it's because it's the origin of the whole story. It's the most recent game with Skyward Sword HD to be released. And it's also, you know, the best Zelda game, Fight Me. And if I could make one wish about this game on like the sacred Dragon Balls, it would be that there was somehow like a multiplayer component where like one person could play Zelda and the other one is Link. And just in the free roam so you don't like mess up the story moments or the story beats or the dungeons or anything but i just think that would be freaking amazing plus maybe i could like convince my wife to play it with me then and then she would like maybe grow and blossom into a zelda fan and i could watch her experience all the zelda games that's, that's what i dream of you know deep down you know a lot of people dream of world peace or like a, a solving of world hunger and i just dreamed that my wife would love the legend of zelda and then lastly but certainly not leastly you got to bring back the hookshot man I mean, come on. Can you imagine, like, the open world of Breath of the Wild with the freaking hook shot? Get out of here, dude. Like, that's... It's what it needed, man. Not that it, like, needed anything. It was, like, a freaking amazing game. But just imagine that, dude. The hook shot. Taking you all over the place. Like I said, that's kind of the end of, like, the scripted part. And so I guess I want to just... Maybe talk a little freeform here. Maybe some more things that I've thought of while I'm thinking of it. Um, yeah, I think that... I know like a big concern about me losing that open world aspect. And so I want to make sure to like to really drive home that I don't want to sacrifice any of the open worldness of Breath of the Wild. Like the dungeons aren't I'm not giving you like a linear you have to do this one, you have to do that one. Like Link can go that's kind of like the point of making it kind of like, oh, you're just going to get shards for the Master Sword, is you can pick which shard you want to go to. So you see the temples out in the sky world, and for Zelda going to those springs. 
like Zelda gets to pick what spring she goes to and just alternating between the two between each dungeon that way it's not too complex and then I also like and once again none of this is going to happen but I really just want a playable Zelda and I think of all the Zeldas this Zelda has the most potential of being like the playable Zelda she seems really like adventure focused and we saw in the memories of Breath of the Wild 1 that she was out there in the field with Link a lot of the time and she has experience with the Sheikah Slate and like for weapons for her that's, that's a part that might be a little tricky I think making her more magic based like more long range while still giving her like maybe a cl- like maybe you can have Impa give her a sword before she leaves and so that way she has some sort of close range capability but really her main bread and butter being the Sheikah Slate and like long range magic or just magic in general. I also think that would work too like by having her like she has a, she could have a mount on the surface world too but make it more like Breath of the Wild where you just kind of find a horse pick it and then you register it at a stable. And then maybe when Link got back, man, it'd be awesome if it could like read if you had played Breath of the Wild 1 and give you back your horses from Breath of the Wild 1. But even if not, like have him go out and find a horse too. And just like with that simple button press, you can swap between the two. And that way, if you get on your horse's Link, you know, Zelda can get her horse. Like you could see it come running in or vice versa. And I really just don't think it'd be that much of an issue for the open world. Like, if they have the models, you know what I mean? Like, if they can make Zelda climb by herself, and and uh, then you could easily just have that model following you or doing what you do. Or um, I guess combat would kind of be the tricky one because you don't want them, like, getting in the way. But yet again, I think that they've come far enough. I mean, it's tr- it'll be 2023 by the time this game comes out. If you haven't figured out how to make a companion that travels with you in an open world and contributes to combat at that point... What are we even doing? What's our society been for? But I really, before I wrap this up, and I know this is a super short episode, but um, as stated at the beginning, I was deeply betrayed, uh, stabbed in the back, uh, massacred. And so um, I wasn't planning to do this yet again. I never plan for disaster. Maybe I should. Maybe I should speak softly and carry a good podcast script. You know what I mean? Like, have it, have it ready and waiting for me. So, I'm sure this is much worse than any episode we've ever done. Except for maybe my Spider-Man one. Because, as previously stated, my mind was ravaged with disease. So, um, I wasn't exactly in ship shape. But this is a new format I was trying. A scripted one. Uh, back when I used to do YouTube videos, that was more along the lines of what I did. So, if it's a bit jarring, or if you're a first-time listener, this is not what it's normally like. It's usually me and my brother, Ethan kind of back and forth thing and we're very different personality wise and uh so it's more of like an a more free flow kind of not as rigid discussion and uh so yeah please go back and listen to one of the old episodes don't judge this book by this page of the book judge it by the previous pages and the future pages unless i'm betrayed again by ethan which will be inevitable um but yeah, um, how do I do the outro by myself? I could try to moon knight this. Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm no Oscar Isaac. So, um, yeah, um, what even is the outro? I genuinely always forget. We would say goodbye. I'll try to, I'll try to talk like Ethan. We would say goodbye. But goodbye means it's over. No, no, see, I've already messed it up. We would say goodbye, but goodbye means it's over. And here it's never over. 
CRM. See you, kids. Seriously, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, don't judge this podcast by this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. And comment what you would want to see in Zelda. And um, yeah, leave leave five stars based off the other episodes and not this one. And uh, yeah, I've already done the outro, so what am I doing?